Kaya Smoka presents Samantha Wall. I'm Io, and today I'll be interviewing Samantha Wall, a previous artist visitor at King School Elementary. But first, it's time for Question of the Day. What is one fun fact that you find interesting? Well, when I was a little kid, I used to love to go to the parks, play basketball with my friends, and um, play football. What's one fact do you find interesting? Um, one interesting fact that I know is that you can buy um, a popsicle <laughs> for a dollar. <laughs> Name one fact. What fact have you learned? One thing about the world I know is that it's beautiful and there are lots of different countries. It takes hundreds of years for plastic to break down in oceans. Where did you get your name? How did you get your name? From my cousin. My mom liked my cousin's name, so she named me after her, but not really after her, but like similar to her. What is one fact that you find interesting? My mother raised 10 of us, 10 children. And then I uh, came to America. I'm here for 50 years now, you know, so, and I have five sons. What is one interesting fact you find? What I found interesting by myself is I am amazing. Wow. Now back to the interview. I've noticed you have a very unique style using the um, rubber cement outlines and sort of the silhouette of people's faces. Um, how did you find your style? Like, how did you decide that that was the way you wanted to go? Well, um, for the workshops, I uh, made some adjustments to the way that I work because it took a while for me to figure out how to work with ink on acetate because the ink and the water just kind of want to pull together on the plastic paper, essentially. Um, so I introduced the, the rubber cement to help keep the edges, because I knew that we wouldn't have a lot of time during the workshops to, to spend working on that, right? Like along the, to create those portraits, the silhouette portraits. Um, but that way of working, let's see, I started experimenting with ink on acetate uh, or Duralar in 2000, uh, 2006. 16, I think, like late 2016, then 2017, um, no, actually it was 2016 that I was invited to a residency, and uh, it was a printmaking residency, and I was drawing on acetate with ink, and um, that allowed me to experiment with those materials even more, and that's kind of how these drawings happened. Um, so I noticed you do, you know, like silhouette portraits. How, how do you select the silhouettes? Like, how do you figure out whose face to do? Hmm. That's a really good question. Um, well, it depends on um, it depends on like the emotional reaction I have towards the images. So I, I take most of the drawings that I make come from photographs that I take, and when I'm looking through those photographs, and often I'll have hundreds of images, and I'm looking for photographs that sort of uh, trigger an emotional reaction. You know, ones that kind of stand out, like. Either it's the composition, or maybe it's the 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 facial that individual's facial expression. 
it could even be the lighting. Like, there's just something about that photograph that makes it stand out among all the other, you know, hundreds of photographs. And then, um, and then I work from there. Like, I I start experimenting with uh, that image, and and you know, some it's not always ink. Like sometimes I'm using charcoal or graphite. So it just depends. With your recent exhibition in Kaysmoka, you did one called Inheritance. How did you select the silhouettes for the Inheritance exhibition? Well, um, that exhibition, all the, all the portraits are of the women in my family. And I started that project after I visited my mother, who lives in South Carolina. I visited because it, she turned 60, and uh, it's a significant birthday in Korean culture. And my grandmother from Korea flew out to South Carolina. I just, I wanted to document her birthday. I wanted to take photos of the family. We don't take a lot of photos, and that seemed like an important day. So uh, after taking those photos and spending time with them and hearing stories about my family that I'd never heard before, I thought it was really important to make work about them and like celebrate like their accomplishments and their lives. And um, yeah, and it was, like this year and last year, I spent a lot of time thinking about my family. And like my mother moved to, my mother and I moved to the United States from Korea, so we're both immigrants. And so having, having my grandmother there, having my mother there, like being together during this sort of auspicious um, celebration, I guess, made me um, kind of, I guess, dig into um, our family our family and our history and culture. There's this one of your uh, pieces of work that was displayed in the exhibition hallway with two faces facing each other. Um, do you mind explaining the story behind that one? Mm -hmm. Sure, That's, uh, that is uh, based on a portrait of my mother. So that, that piece is called Gatekeeper. And I was thinking about the role that she's played in my, my life. Like she was, how I maintain a connection to my culture, my Korean culture. Um, she kind of, uh, <laughs> she was the kind of parent that kind of, she kept us close. And, um, and so I felt like any information that we received or that we were able to like access as children had to kind of pass through her first. And um, like for me, like how she operates is a little bit like that, that duality, like it's almost like Mm, the pillars at a gate or something like that. Like there's there's something like that that I think was coming to mind when I was looking at that photograph. This like I guess that it made me focus on the sort of the narrow space in between those two figures, right? Like mm -hmm. there's something there's like this tension in making this body of work inheritance. It made me um, think back to like um, or I made relationships with like the ways that we tell stories, especially like older stories, I suppose. Like they, you know, they, these kind of like archetypes, like the stories that like contemporary stories are based on. And so I was thinking about like how my mother operates as a kind of protector, a kind of, um, like when I was imagining that piece, like I was thinking that they should be bigger, bigger. like there's something um, like monumental, I guess, about her. And in my mind, that drawing is, um, it's almost as if I'm seeing it from a distance, you know? Like, they're almost like statues or something like that. Even though, because of the detail within the work, like, there's this sense of, like, being kind of drawn in. But then also, there's something about that piece that pushes me back. 
and that's when that sense of like of it being larger than uh, life or something um, like that's yeah it's it's so strange I mean I, I think it just is reflective of this kind of complex relationship I have with my mom um, you spoke of siblings um, I believe there was uh, was there a portrait of your sister yes yes yeah it's the um, it's the piece that has the gold collar mm-hmm. uh, what 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 was sort of the story behind that one well um, I I lost my sister a couple years ago and I think that that was really when I started to think more about like my my family in a way that like I don't know I think I wanted to connect our family to our past because we're immigrants and because we're kind of disconnected I guess from uh, Korea and um, I think this project has helped ground me and has allowed me to think about where my where I place my family within this kind of longer narrative I suppose but that piece was really just it was it was to honor her you know it was to celebrate her memory um, I rarely draw pictures of my family like usually I'm working if they're not self-portraits I'm working with women within the Portland community and um, I've never really included my family in my work in this way and so this is the first time we were looking kind of in into some of the other pieces and you said I believe in an interview that you got to know the people um, before you made their silhouette um, mm-hmm. to connect to your work. Right. What kind of effect do you think was um, was getting to know them to their to their portrait? Well, uh, so I think that maybe you're referencing like the Indivisible series, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, that that body of work in particular. That was when um, I realized the impact. Um, having a kind of having a relationship or some kind of like connection to the person that's sitting for me uh, because my work comes from a very emotional place and uh, when I don't feel a connection to the person I'm making a drawing of it makes it much more difficult for me to make that drawing and so when I feel invested in that way those drawings uh, feel like they come to life and also uh, also my own emotions I think come through and um, and it's important for me to, um, like through those drawings, especially those portraits, it's important that I communicate something of that individual, you know, like I don't, I don't want it to just be a pretty picture. I want it to feel as if... Have its own story, kind of. Right, and that the person that, you know, like the audience member is allowed to um, maybe feel like they're almost having a conversation with the person that's represented in the drawing. Like getting connected to the, the, to the portrait. That's right. Thank you for speaking with us today, Samantha. It was a pleasure to have you here. Thank you, I really enjoyed it. KS Mocha is the King School Museum of Contemporary Art inside MLK Junior School in Northeast Portland. KS Mocha presents, was produced, engineered, and created by us, the KS Mocha Martin Luther King Jr. School Podcast Club. Make sure to check us out at KS Mocha or look us up at ksmocha.com so you don't miss out on any of our upcoming KS Mocha events. Thanks for listening.